With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Welcome into Unbreakable, a mental health podcast with Jay Glazer. And, you know, I've been trying to figure out how do I possibly introduce this cat in the right way? You know what? It's family. And this dude has been part of your family for probably decades and decades. But he's been part of my family for the last 20 years at Fox NFL Sunday. Probably most famous for coming out with the Christmas album, I would say. And uh, <laughs> he's done a couple other things. It's one and only Terry Bradshaw, everybody. <laughs> thanks, Jay Glazer. Yeah, thanks for bringing up that Christmas album. I That's the only reason I wanted you on. It's, it's holiday week. Yeah, I hear you. What's that moment in your life? It's called Unbreakable. That something should have broke you, but didn't. And you came through the other side of that tunnel, and you're stronger as a result. There's a phrase I heard on television, and a guy by the name of Whitley Phipps used it before he sang this song. And being a guy that speaks to a lot of corporations, or I used to, I don't as much anymore, but I almost always use this because it sets up a good ending. And it goes, it's in the quiet crucible of your personal private suffering that your noblest dreams are born and God's greatest gifts are given to you for what you've been through. And that says it all right there. I am most proud, most proud of not letting them break me in Pittsburgh when they called me dumb and stupid and basically had nobody defending me as kind of like a man on an island. And I was sitting in my room, Jake, all by myself, not married. And I had emotional breakdown. And I had this incredible talk to myself. I've never said this. Where I said, I am not going to let them take this from me. I am not going to be destroyed by these negative people. You know, nobody is going to steal my dream. I own it. It's mine. And I had this incredible self-motivating talk to myself. And it was from that moment on that I developed, I, I did, and Howie loves it when I say mirror economics or mirror self-evaluation. What does that mean? It means stand in front of a mirror and have a talk with yourself. And you'll tell yourself, you low life, you non-working dog, you better do this. You know, you, it's called, I call it mirror economics, but it's basically, it's a self-evaluation. And when you do that and you're all alone by yourself, you're going to be brutally honest. You're not going to try to pull something over someone's eyes or pretend to be something you're not. You're going to be brutally honest with yourself, and you're going to take that, and you're going to apply it to your life. And it was that time where I decided I'm weak emotionally. 
Everything bothers me. I need a pat on the back. I need love. I need this. I need that. But I'm not, and I'm not, and I'm not. And from this day forward, you know, as you said, the shield is up, and my shield of armor is up, and nobody's going to break in, and I'm going to turn this around. It may not have been in Pittsburgh. It may have been somewhere else, but thank God it was in Pittsburgh. That is my unbreakable moment. This person here is certainly in that category of one of the greatest athletes of all times, one of the greatest Olympians of all times, but... I like to have people on who are also one of the greatest people I've ever met of all time. With that, I'm going to bring in a good friend of mine who we respectfully call each other, each one's besties, the one and only Lindsey Vaughn. How are you, bestie? Hey, Jay. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing great. Hey, I love the uh, product placement there. I don't, gee, are you a spokesman for somebody? I can't tell. I don't know if I could tell. <laughs> but I mainly, I just got done skiing, so I've got helmet hair, and, you know, I wanted to be presentable, so this was my solution. That's still a thing for you, helmet hair? After all these years, you still worry about helmet hair? Well, yeah, it doesn't go away. Like, when you ski, it just happens. It's a, it's a natural side effect. Yeah. Of, you You're know, like, I'm fucking fast. Lindsey Vaughn. I could have whatever kind of hair I want. Are you shitting me? <laughs> <laughs> Give me your unbreakable moment. The thing that should have broken you and didn't. <laughs> and as a result, you came to the other side of that tunnel stronger for the rest of your life. I mean, Jay, that list is really long. Um, <laughs> there's been many unbreakable moments. I think probably my second, when I, I blew out my knee in 2013, ACL, MCL, tibial plateau fracture. And then 10 months later, I did it again, just no MCL. And Basically, the entire world wrote me off, and um, it almost broke me. It was close, probably one of the hardest times of my life, but I crawled my way out. I learned how to walk again. I learned how to – didn't run. Running was out of the question, but I won my second race back, and that was basically two years of being out of competition, and that was probably one of my proudest moments. I cried like a little baby. And I guarantee you that no one else would have been able to do what I did. Going to bring in a good friend of mine from a long time ago. We've been friends for ages from New York City. Um, but now we have something else we bond with, which is mental health. And that is Kenneth Cole. How are you, brother? I'm great, Jay. So if you do get a successful designer on the show someday, let me know. Is that? Uh, yeah, I kind of fucked that one up, didn't I? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Give me your unbreakable moment. Like the, the moment in your life that should have broken you, could have broken you. And because it didn't, you came through the other side of that tunnel and made you a lot stronger. So I woke up one morning and I realized that the stores were all, the whole retail business in the United States was uh, struggling. And then there was only a few retailers left. The Macy's was about to be acquired by Federated Department Stores, and which and they were or they were both in debt up to their eyes, and some and they already had no service on the floor. And it became clear to me that in order for them to justify and afford this, they had to change their business model, which meant they were going to have to get rid of the middleman and they were going to have to source product independently. And I realized, wait a second, I'm that middleman. And so I, I went back to sleep, took some aspirin, went back to sleep, woke up and I said, wait a second, I don't have to be that middleman. If I open stores and I could become the destination, then I'm not the middleman anymore. They are. So I changed the business model and went wow. public in order to fund opening stores and uh, I became a retailer, and and I built, got focused on building the brand, and not just creating cool shoes hmm. for cool people. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret, 
Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notify, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to talk about and go through all the things that are sometimes difficult to process alone. We're going to go over how to regulate your emotions, diving deep into holistic personal development, and just building your mindset to have a happier, healthier life. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? And basically have conversations that can help us get through this crazy thing we call life. I already believe in myself. I already see myself. And so when people give me an opportunity, I'm just like, oh great, you see me too. We'll laugh together, we'll cry together and find a way through all of our emotions. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elia Connie and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I've been very open about needing certain teammates in my life, people that I lean into. As I've struggled, uh, I used to sit there and suffer in silence, but I've needed a fight team. I've needed people I can lean into and walk this walk together with. And my guest right now, I've probably leaned into this man more than just about everybody else in my life. Um, when I struggle, he's one of the people that I immediately call because he gets me. And you'd probably be surprised that he gets me so much because he is – Man, Mr. Everything. He's Walter Payton, Man of the Year, award winner. He's a Super Bowl champion, and he is probably the most handsome guy who's ever played in the National Football League. Let's just say that. He looks exactly like me, except, you know, eight feet taller and 800 pounds heavier. But that is uh, my boy, Andrew Whitworth. How are you, brother? I'm good, brother. Thank you so much for letting me come on here with you today. No, absolutely. Letting you come on. Are you kidding me? And people don't realize it. Look, when I wrote my book, Unbreakable, and I tried to explain what mental health issues were, what the gray was. Andrew and I were sitting in Cabo with Sean McVay in the famous weekend when we did happen to run into Matthew Stafford in Cabo. Just happened, you yeah, know. Just happened to, right? A lot of people you run into in a hot tub, you know. It happens. <laughs> it started in the hot tub, went back to Whitworth's room. Next thing you know, Matt Stafford, he's a ram. Go figure. 
You know, it's love at first sight. No, it's, uh, <laughs> it, hey, it, that was a special week. I'll never forget us visiting and talking about you writing your book. And, yep. and obviously, wow, to think we're both of us have gone from there is pretty crazy. Give me your unbreakable moment. That moment that should have or could have broken you and didn't, and you came through the other side of that tunnel. I think anytime in sports, you have lots of uh, moments that maybe could have break you from a sports standpoint. But I think for me, my unbreakable moment uh, would be when I when I went to the NFL uh, with the Cincinnati Bengals, a lot of people don't realize the beginning of this story. Everyone heard the Walter Payton Man of the Year speech about Derek Barnes and our interaction on the field and me going to a boys and girls club and meeting him as I was a rookie in the NFL. And 16 years later, he's on an NFL field with me and tells me like, man, you influenced my life and you made a difference. And I couldn't wait to get to the NFL to tell you thank you. Um, but what they don't realize is that when I got drafted in the NFL, I was fresh out of a divorce in college. I married a girl in college for six months and got divorced, uh, drafted in the league. And two weeks later, my best friend in life, Lee Deal, was killed in action in Iraq. And I went through a divorce of a relationship and the divorce of, you know, my friend dying, who's one of my closest people in life. We grew up together. We were college roommates. He then went and, became, went and joined the Navy and was on a special recon team and was killed in action. And so what people don't realize about that Derek Barnes story is that as much as I was there for Derek Barnes, those Tuesday visits to sit with him and his buddies and talk about life and to sit on a just a step on the side of the concrete and throw the football together. I spent time with those kids because I was so empty inside and so like I don't know what's worth living for that – Derek Barnes was as much there for me as I ever was for mm. Derek Barnes. And so when he walked up to me last November after that game and told me, dude, I couldn't wait for the moment to tell you I made it to the NFL, I blacked out when that happened. I literally asked our PR person afterwards, like, what did I say back to him? Do you remember? Because just get me his number. I need to talk to him because I have no idea what happened. Because to me, it was like, Man, like I, I went back to that spot, that unbreakable moment wow. where I didn't know who I was or what I ever wanted out of life or anything. I had no passions, nothing. And it just took me back to that concrete step sitting with those kids and realizing like, wow, you're, like, you're here, but wow, I'm here too. And I have no idea how we got here. You know, and it's just, it's so, that'll always be what I'll remember. Like, I remember the Super Bowl. I remember Walter Payton of the Year. All that's really cool. That moment, uh, man, it took me back to a place where, wow, not only was I dark, I had no idea what tomorrow was. It was just an empty place, but it, it, it's really cool that now it's a place that's filled up with so many cool memories and joy and, and awesome moments. One of the guys who was very proud to beat the hell out of me on a daily basis for a long time is my guest here. That is the UFC six time world champ, Hall of Famer, my brother and co creator with me of MMA athletics, Randy Couture, my dude. Give me your unbreakable moment. That moment, like that changed your life, that something tried to break you and couldn't. And you came through the other side of that tunnel. Yeah. That, that was a journey for me through the, the sport of wrestling. I started wrestling at 10 years old to get my dad's attention. My dad was a deadbeat. He was never around. No support, none of that. My mom raised three of us by herself. But I heard my whole life what a great wrestler he was and what a tough guy he was. So I donned the compulsory uniform of that era, tights and a singlet, and walked out in front of all my classmates hoping 
to get his attention that he would come around. He never saw me wrestle didn't not a single match in my entire career, but I found the place that seemed to make me tick. Those coaches were very, very important to me because they filled that void. When I needed to kick in the ass, they were the guys to grab me and do that. When I needed an arm thrown around me and a noogie, it's going to be okay. It's going to be all right. They were the guys to do that too. I don't think they knew that. I've talked to my coaches. I'm, I'm good friends with Coach Casefear, my very first coach. I don't think he knew what he meant to me and, and that void and that thing that he was providing for me that I didn't have at home. Um, but that was certainly the journey for me and the courage to don that uniform and walk out there in an individual combative sport like wrestling. Uh, forget winning or losing. Hell, that was enough. Just just doing that. Right. But, uh, but that, uh, you know, and then setting a goal. Even though he was, it didn't work. He, he never came around. He never saw me. I, I eventually, you know, was in the state finals my senior year. I was a one-time state champion in Washington. He wasn't there. But that journey culminated with me fulfilling that dream to be that state champion. And and that's when I realized I can do this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I used that. I could have used that as an excuse to be a douchebag and make a lot of bad decisions and do a lot of bad things. Right. I used it instead to, to motivate myself you know, errantly trying to get his attention, but still found my calling, found my vocation, the place that I belonged, and ultimately led me down this road. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to talk about and go through all the things that are sometimes difficult to process alone. We're going to go over how to regulate your emotions, diving deep into holistic personal development, and just building your mindset to have a happier, healthier life. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? And basically have conversations that can help us get through this crazy thing we call life. I already believe in myself. I already yeah. see myself. And so when people give me an opportunity, I'm just like, oh, great, you see me too. We'll laugh together. We'll cry together and find a way through all of our emotions. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, 
Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Played for 13 years in the NFL, six-time Pro Bowler, 21 catches in a game, a good friend of mine, Brandon Marshall, welcome him in. And B. Marsh, give me your unbreakable moment. Give me the moment that, man, you went through the deepest, darkest tunnel. It could have broken you, but it didn't. And you came through the other side of that tunnel much stronger as a result. Mm, Man, there's so many. The first one was in college, and I grew up as a superstar, right, like on this pedestal. And then there was three years where I didn't think I was going to make it to the NFL and hit my, my, you know, my goals. And I never forget laying in the tub in the ice bath the day before the game, body just feeling like crap, mind feeling like crap. And I was just crying, crying my eyes out. Anyways, what I ended up doing is jumping out of that tub, going to the tattoo parlor and getting two stars on my side. One says born, one says die. And that was my way of like coming out of that moment where it's like, I may be in some shit right now and that's where I want to be, but I know I was born a star and I'm a die a star. So before every play, every moment uh, on the field, you, you see me tapping my sides and then doing this. And that was me going back to that moment. Like, don't forget who you are and why you're here. There was another moment in 2011 before I went to McLean hospital when, when my buddy, right. Where we're Mike Sims Walker and I were fighting on the field and he basically like, I don't know who you are. I don't know who you are. Right. And so in that moment of going to McLean Hospital, I was there for three months, man. I was sitting there with people who had blood seeping through their arms because they were self-harming. There was a young lady named Sasha. We call her Sasha Bear. She was 15 years old. She was in a three East program. She completed suicide. Like I was in some real stuff, man. I was on campus where people was literally walking around talking to themselves. And you say hello, they won't even respond back. They weren't even there dealing with psychosis and so many different things. In that moment, like I could have, my, my life could have went totally left or could have totally, totally right. And then the last moment is right now. Like I'm in probably one of the toughest moments I could ever be in, right? Maybe even tougher than where I was, right? Building this company, entrepreneurship, 89 employees. Uh, you know, I invested all the money building apps and building this stuff. Bro, when I tell you I'm dealing with some stuff, I'm dealing with some stuff. But now I have the resources and skills to be able to yeah. cope with the ebbs and flows of it. So it's tough. I cried two nights ago. Mm-hmm. I cried two nights ago because I, I found that there's someone that in my circle from a team standpoint, that I got to let go. And it's breaking my heart that I got to let this person go because there's so many other implications to that. And so, like, I've probably cried over the last three years, probably six times built in this company, bro. Um, I can't give it all to you yeah. because... Because I, I'm saving it for my book. Okay, sure. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> but you just got to yeah. trust me, bro. Yeah. You got to trust me. And, and so, like, now I'm able to deal with it and still perform at a high level because I'm taking care of myself. A friend of mine who I've trained with, who lived with me and my son for a while, came out on national television and told the world he was struggling. That friend just happens to be the best tackle in the National Football League and Lane Johnson Give me a moment in your life, your unbreakable moment, something that could have broken. This doesn't have to be mental health-wise, just anything, something in your life, your career, whatever it is. Something that, like for me, is when I almost died with my lungs and then freaking came all the way back and opened unbreakable with an oxygen tank. My other unbreakable moment was, you know, 11 years after starting my career, getting my first full-time job and not not quitting after 11 years of fucking rejection, making 9450 bucks a year, living in New York City. What is your unbreakable yep moment. Give me that moment for you that something should have broken, you didn't, 
and you came through the other side of that tunnel stronger because of it. I mean, overcoming just uh, really this past year with the injuries, the anxiety, you know, even the coming forth and, and now, you know, telling people, you know, kind of my journey. And then uh, really it's just uh, be wary of, of the people you're around every day at work. Uh, try to lighten people up. And uh, like I said, a compliment can go a long way for people. A good conversation can go a long way for people. And I feel like the initiation of that might be the hardest part. But once you break that door down, then it opens it up for a much better life. My guy that I'm bringing in here is my walking antidepressant, really, is my guy, David Spade. Give me your unbreakable moment. The one thing in, in your life that should have broken, you didn't. And as a result, you came through the other side of that tunnel stronger forever. It's sort of a complex question. I would have to say, I would have to go with, I'll go with probably dad leaving. Hmm. Dad leaving when I was four. My brothers were six and eight. And that's a hard one. That's a very hard one. I didn't really even notice how hard it was because I had a lot of anger. It just came out in different ways with all of us. And when you want someone to rely on or you're sick when you're 11 and you want to call your dad and you can't, he calls me when he wants, you know, he was around when he just wasn't available. And so that was a very tough one, even throughout my life. But I think in a world of like a a victim mentality, I have to say, I can't just talk about those things. You have to just say, here's the cards you're dealt and, and go forward or not, because no one's there to help you. That's not everyone's job. So if you want to move forward, you got to take what happens and move forward. You can't just blame, blame, blame. I mean, it's easier said than done. And I, I have not done it perfectly, but I just realized it's either that or nothing. It was like the Joe Dirt movie. That was part of it going, you got to keep keep it on because what else are you going to do? So I had to do it. My mom luckily was so great and made up the best she could. So I owe her everything. But yeah, that was, that was, it's, it, it bothered me, you know, for obviously for a long, long time. My dude, Freddie Prince Jr. How are you, my man? I'm very well. How are you? Good, good. Now I ask all my guests this. Give me your unbreakable moment. One thing in life, man, that could have broken you, should have broken you, but it didn't. And as a result, you came through the other side of that tunnel stronger forever. Yeah, I mean, we touched on it earlier because I definitely, there's nothing unbreakable about me. Being being breakable is what keeps me sharp. It's what keeps me focused. It's what keeps me disciplined, knowing that all this Precious life, everything I have, it can all be gone in a, in a moment's notice if, if life doesn't turn out the way it's supposed to. So every time those moments come, I, I really try to be prepared for them. When I decided to move to Los Angeles and pursue this business, that was one of those make or break moments. I could have quit. I could have given up. I hated being told no. I hated being told I wasn't good enough. I hated having bad auditions when I knew I had a better performance somewhere inside me. I just couldn't get it out at that moment. I had moments in the car where I wanted to turn around and be like, Joe, give me one more chance. But you can't do that. It's so unprofessional. So there were times where I was ready to walk away. And then, you know, it was that discipline from my godfather, you know, and those those BS quotes that he would always hit me with. I'm in control of my actions and my reactions to the actions of others. Mm-hmm. And so every no I heard, I just had to control the way that made me feel. And it was, all right, you don't think I'm good enough? You'll see. And then the next time I went in, I made sure I was better. And I had to hustle. I had to lie. I did everything I could to get as many auditions and as much experience as I could so that when those big dogs called me in, they couldn't talk shit. Like they would have, they wouldn't be able to deny me. And eventually 
I broke through. You know, I had to wait for Skeet Ulrich to be busy because <laughs> we popped at the same time. But once he booked a movie, I was like, all right, there's going to be six opportunities. I got to get one of them. See, I want to correct you because you said you're not unbreakable. You are unbreakable because there's a lot of things that could have broken you, but you didn't stay down. That's the Yeah, in, in the permanent I, sense, 100%. I damn right. I couldn't agree more. Hey, man, I appreciate you, brother. Thank you so much again. Wrestling with Freddie, uh, as wrestling podcast. Make sure everybody here tunes into that. Dude, can't thank you enough, man. You know, hopefully you and I can break some bread. And, man, shit, if Strahan won't get his ass back out here, you can teach me how to surf. <laughs> Not a problem, man. We live pretty close to each other. So no doubt, I man. You and to all your listeners, it's a fight every day. So put your hands up. Love it. Freddie Prince Jr., thank you, my dude. Yeah, man, my pleasure. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. (laughs) People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elia Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there.